Hello, and thank you for joining me in this episode, The Balance of Self-Advocacy in Dating. I call it a balance because depending on the situation, it's possible to have a pattern of under-advocating for ourselves in one extreme, and on the other end of the spectrum, it's possible to have a pattern of being hyper-focused on our needs and maybe over-advocating for ourselves without considering the needs of others and being realistic about our expectations. And ideally, how we express ourselves as a civil and graceful individual, our self-advocacy will fall somewhere in the middle of the spectrum. It's very important to be able to advocate for our needs if and when we need to because the emotions of resentment, fear, and victimization that are the result of prolonged periods of not having our needs met are a drain on our vital energy, energy that we need to create the life of our dreams. So I want to talk about an example of when it's important to practice self-advocacy and also how we navigate the situation so that we can have our healthy needs met, because that's really what I'm talking about, knowing ourselves and our healthy needs. There are many examples that I can choose, and I'm going to choose one of my favorite topics, which is dating. Gosh, dating can be so tricky to like navigate sometimes. The first and very important step is to define the following for ourselves, which are our relationship needs, our fundamental core values, and what approach to dating we will take. So examples of relationship needs include how often we want to be in contact and communicate, how often we want to see each other, what level of affection we need from our partner, what level of emotional intimacy, what level and frequency of physical intimacy, and examples of fundamental core values include our religious or spiritual beliefs, how we prioritize and value things such as our health, family and friends, and how we view and handle our finances. Example of approaches to dating are whether we want to date one person at a time and see how it goes with them, or if we prefer to not be exclusive with someone until we find someone who we know we're compatible with and then see how it goes with them. It's in these definitions where we can define our healthy needs. Having gone through modern dating myself in the past few years, including dating apps, trust me, I know how energetically draining it can feel. There is a lot of energy management when it comes to dating, especially if we want to be intentional and know exactly what we want. We can make our dating experience something fun that we learn from and become better at, including becoming better at filtering those who aren't compatible with us in a light and kind way to reduce the heaviness of it all. Dating apps especially can be a beast because there isn't a social circle or school or work where these dates are first filtered and vetted before going on your first date. So it's very understandable and normal for things to not work out all the time. 
And we're all people with hearts, hopes, and dreams of love, partnership, and divine union. For me, finding my forever partner and having a divine union where we're both happy and we come together and enhance each other's lives and make this world a better place by us being together and co-creating life together and creating a life together, raising a family. That dream for me is so visceral and so eternal. So we need to stay objective, kind, and manage our time and energy so that we really can find the right person for us. Before I get into the example, I want to say that I'm not condoning being extra flighty or walking away from relationships at the first sign of hardship. Every healthy long-term relationship will sometimes experience hardships. And I personally really value commitment and trying to work things out. Once people have dated someone for a while and they both agree to exclusivity and know that their values are aligned and have their relationship, um, you know, have been meeting each other's healthy needs for some time. What I'm talking about in this episode is the dating period before this committed relationship status has begun. In this example, one of our relationship needs are to feel emotionally connected by having daily communication of at least a few text messages per day, but not 24-7 texting every five minutes because you have to focus at work and get life things done. And a 15 to 20 minute or longer phone call after work on days that you're not seeing each other. One of our fundamental core values is to prioritize your physical health, and we've decided to not become exclusive with someone until after you know a few months of dating and really getting to know them. And you both know you want the same thing and have the same values. And agree to exclusivity and commitment to one another. What I love about dating is the part where two people get to know each other, and that's really what dating is about. Dating is not marriage. It's the experience with someone leading up to marriage or longer-term partnership. And at the beginning stages of dating, it's such a good idea, and I would say absolutely necessary, to have conversations about our relationship needs, fundamental core values, and how we like to do dating. Especially, you know, if you're not uh, a teenager, if you're in your adults, your adult years, and you have, um, you know, life and relationship goals. So let's say we get off on the right foot and within the first few days, we're being intentional. We actually have those discussions and discover that there is good alignment and we continue to date. And in this example, one of the people that you're dating who you've had this discussion with still texts you every 20 minutes and expects an immediate response within five minutes or else they start spiraling. And this feels very unhealthy to you. So out of respect and good communication, you can kindly let them know what feels good to you and talk about your relationship needs again that you both had an understanding about. And if they continue to text every 20 minutes and expect immediate responses, just don't respond until it's a time that feels good for you. Uh, You know, uphold your healthy boundaries. And if it starts to feel not worth dating that person anymore because it's mostly 
tense and negative due to this conflict of relationship needs, it seems very reasonable to consider that you two might not be compatible with one another. And this is what dating is for, to figure out who you're compatible with. And this is also what not being exclusive until you've dated someone for at least a few months to have more time and experiences with. It helps to stay objective and not overly invested before getting to know somebody really. And the opposite problem with communication can happen too. When one of the people you're dating likes much less communication than you. They might not text you at all for over a day or they'll text you only late at night at the end of their day, once every two or three days, because you're just not a priority for them. They're going to do their work. They're going to do every single thing in their life first. (laughs) And then if they have time and if they feel like it, they might contact you at the very end. And you can let them know what would feel good for you in terms of contact with them. And they can agree or not agree to, um, you know, meet you halfway or meet your needs and increase communication. And after expressing what would feel good to you, if they still contact you, you know, the same way once every few days and, you know, not really prioritizing um, the dating experience with you. Well, I mean, good thing you're still seeing other people until you found someone you're compatible with because... You can be graceful and objective and know that this person's communication is not compatible with your needs. It's important to realize that in some situations, people are not bad. They just don't have the desire or capacity to meet our relationship needs. And ideally, after expressing our needs, the hope is that there can be good listening, understanding, kindness, and compassion in the communication between the two people. If both people have good intentions and want to try and make it work, they will try to come together and make it work out in a healthy and reasonable way. And all we can really do is control ourselves because there is free will and we cannot supersede someone else's free will and we shouldn't want to do that. And for some of us, we are already kind. We are already people pleasers. And we need to realize that as a kind people pleaser, if we don't speak up and advocate for our healthy needs in situations where we really should, if we want the relationship to be sustainable and healthy for us, our emotional, mental, and physical health in the long term, we need to practice and learn how to self-advocate. And the right person for us will try to at least meet us halfway if they care about our needs too, consistently and not just temporarily. We shouldn't have to advocate for our needs all the time with the right person. This is draining, disappointing, and can lead to resentment and toxicity in the long run. And not necessarily us receiving the toxicity We can also become toxic to the other person too. Our resentment that builds up inside of ourselves because we are people-pleasing or maybe we are self-advocating but the other person is just incapable of meeting our needs consistently will slowly make us feel resentful 
bitter and negative. It becomes hard to give the other person the benefit of the doubt. We start to distrust each other by default and our default way of presenting ourselves to one another is defensive with our hearts closed. We don't want that. No, we don't. Nobody's dream relationship is like that. We want to be able to express our needs and have our right person for us be able to converge with us and us with them and be in this relationship together forever with open hearts, with trust, with smiling eyes and mouths, with lightness and love. So know your relationship needs, know your fundamental core values, know how you want to do things. Advocate for your needs if you need to, kindly and gracefully. Stay objective. The right person will happily meet your needs and have the capacity to consistently do so. This healthy relationship will give you life and energy. It won't drain your energy. And with that, I want to thank you for joining me in this episode. If you liked it, please subscribe if you haven't already to my podcast. And if you know anybody else who might find this episode useful or enjoy it too, please share it. Please review it. I would appreciate five stars if you feel that way. And I will see you in the next one.